and welcome to the edition podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Charlotte Henry. And this week I have one of my favourite returning guests. Hello, Jeff Gamut. I am so excited you invited me back. Yes, yeah, sometimes Charlotte, I have it's, to. But it's always a treat to get to Yeah, it's here. always fun to hang out. So there's a couple of things. First of all, people, when they see Jeff on the show, might assume we're going to be talking about the Apple event. Now, we're not going to do that because we're recording it the day the Apple event is happening, about seven hours before it's about to start, because it's happening midnight UK time. And no, I'm going to, I'm not staying up for that. If anything, I'll be watching the Baseball World Series at that time if I'm still awake. So no. Second of all, <laughs> so just no. Um, just no. Just no. So there's that. If it's something relevant, it will go in the newsletter. But we're going to put ourselves slightly on the spot. What do we think is going to happen? And when you listen to this after the event, you can hear how wrong we were. So we were speculating for about the weird timing of this, because normally they take place kind of what? Morning Pacific, lunchtime Eastern, early evening Europe. Mm -hmm. Don't they normally? That's when traditionally the keynotes have taken place. Yeah, like 10 a.m. Pacific time. Sounds about, yeah, about 6 p.m. UK. That sounds exactly right. Uh, except this time, as I said, it's not happening. And it's happening 5 p.m. Pacific, which with the clocks going back at the weekend is midnight UK time. You know, that ballpark in Europe as well, depending on where you are. So that's a bit strange. And we were speculating off air if that's maybe something to do with the product will be on the focus on the Asian market. Well, obviously, it's a much better time that the show's going out for them is it just gonna be very u.s centric and most important for this show we wondered if there's going to be new apple tv what were your thoughts jeff i i think that um um if there is a new apple tv and and we are kind of due it's been a while yeah i'm gonna pause here insert my generic rant about the stupid number of things that are called apple tv please continue I am so with you on that rant. Okay, so hardware. um, If Apple releases a new device, a new Apple TV device, I think it could have a a significant performance improvement, which would fit in with Scary Fast. And uh, and a good reason to do that would be to uh, tie in to Apple's announced commitment to top-level video games. Mm -hmm. That would... Uh, turn the Apple TV into a more capable uh, gaming console type device. Which obviously might link to the headset as well. And even if we don't get that, that doesn't happen this week. I think it's fair to assume that in the not too distant future, we will start to see some kind of Apple box like that. Okay, so you can send us comments when we're wrong um, (laughs) and you've listened to us being wrong. Now, the main part of the show that I wanted to discuss Uh, is we're going back to one of the topics I like to dip into every once in a while, which is Twitter and the slow, painful death thereof. And most excitingly for people that like to be on social media, I think parallels this is the rise of threads. Now, I use threads. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on there, same as Twitter. And I've really recently got into threads. And I think particularly the last few weeks, there's really been an uptick in usage and particularly the kind of usage we're associated with on Twitter, which is that real-time news environment kind of vibe. It's not exactly the same as Twitter, and you can argue that's a good thing. 
but it's definitely got more pace about it recently, I think, threads. And I think at the same time, engagement on Twitter has totally cratered, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all that going on. First of all, what's your threads, Twitter, other in device, other service usage like? Uh, okay, well, first, I'm easy to find because I'm Jay Gamut consistently across all the, all the things. Um, I'm liking threads, and I'm not using it as much as I would like. Um, now, that's an interesting question because mm-hmm. you obviously see the potential value in the platform. Mm-hmm. So what's currently stopping you off using it? Uh, inertia. Okay. It's okay. So here, here's the deal for a lot of stuff that I post, I have set up um, uh, automations. Sure. So I don't have to go to every platform to do right. the initial post. Yes. But then I go and do my interactions on the platforms. And right now, there's no easy way for me to automate getting. Uh, all of my content to go to threads. Well, there's no API for threads. Right. Hence the problem. So, for example, you can't add a a threads account to Buffer um, and set up content to go that way. I assume I don't use Hootsuite, but I assume this issue is there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if this and that, if works with it. Again, without an API, I can't see how it could. Yeah, without the API, we're kind of dead in the water. So, and and even places where internally you'd think they would be able to make this work. Example, post to Instagram. Why can't you have it auto-post to threads? Mm. It can auto-post to Facebook, same company. Oh, yes. Well, and technically it's an Instagram product, not a meta product. Right. So you would think that... If nothing else, you could at least automate posting from Instagram to threads. Uh, yes. I mean, there is a very easy share button. So you can put like a thread post in your story, but it's not automated. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But the vibe, let's let's go vibes. I like to chat vibes sometimes. Okay. The vibes on threads is pretty nice. Um, sometimes, it, depending on what topic you can, obviously there can be a backlash on all sorts of things. But I think as a general general rule, I had one bad bad experience on those, but as a general rule, I would say my experience on there is very positive. I'm starting to find more and more people that I like are on there. And I'm the truth is I'm trying to convert my Twitter experience onto threads. So Twitter minus the horrible stuff. That's but and I think that's basically what people want from threads. Do you, I mean, is that right? Is that what we should be aiming for? Should we aim for something different, sort of starting again? We should aim for starting again. Okay. Uh, the, the thing that I'm seeing from a lot of people is that they're abandoning Twitter X, wh- whatever it will be called next week, for threads wanting a Twitter clone. Correct. We don't need a Twitter clone. Probably we not. need the next new and interesting thing, and that's okay. Uh, there are a lot of parallels between what Twitter was, and uh, and in this case, I'm very specifically choosing the word Twitter because I'm talking about a product 
prior to to Elon Musk. Yeah. There there are a lot of similarities between Twitter and Threads. And and that's fine uh because when when you're talking about a text-based microblog platform there inevitably there's going to be other comparisons. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's okay for this to be different, and uh, and I really like the idea of having uh, uh, microblog platforms that give us different experiences. We don't have to replicate Twitter; we just have to find something that gives us what we want. Right. I think that's a fair comment. I the one thing that Thread still hasn't quite, 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 quite been able to replicate in the same way as Twitter, which is a valuable thing from Twitter, is that mm-hmm. live conversation feel. And I'm thinking specifically about during sports events, because of course I am, but that's not necessarily the only place it applies. So still in some moments, like when the exciting things are happening in sport that I'm watching, Twitter is still the place that just about I go to. I've drastically reduced my Twitter usage for all sorts of reasons. I basically don't really loiter on the site. If I'm going there, it's basically to post an article I've written and a bit of marketing for myself, basically. Share the newsletter, share a blog mm-hmm. post I've written, share an article I've written for someone else. And often I do that via Buffer, not Twitter itself. But the one thing, as I say, it can't, threads cannot replicate and that I still draws me back to Twitter is the excitement in a live moment of sport. Mm-hmm. I think it's still ahead in that. And I imagine there's like other news events and things like that where it's still doing it better, but threads is starting to catch up. Uh, I don't know. If, mm-hmm. I think they're missing a trick with that on threads. I don't quite know what the fix is yet. Uh, it's time. That, okay. that That's the fix. If you, if you compare threads to uh, uh, where it is today, to where Twitter was um, at the same time in its growth, threads is way beyond what Twitter was at that point. Um, and where, where we are today, threads has made a lot of progress since its launch, and I'm certain it was launched intentionally prematurely to take advantage of one of the uh, dumpster fires that was coming yes. out of Twitter at the time. Um, so now they're just in this in this mode where instead of building the product for release, they're maintaining the product and building out what they weren't able to to get out. Uh, when they did their launch, what was what was the dumpster fire that was taking place? I remember it was kind of July, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and there there was, I you know I don't even remember which it was an Elon Musk. Thing. So yes, it was, and I remember it absolutely. And there was a sense that they'd just gone. Now is our moment to strike. Was it when they stopped doing Link? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, I, I don't remember. Yeah. It was some escap- Elon-inspired escapade. Oh, do you know what it was? Hmm. It was when they limited the number of tweets you could see. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Which was- anyhow, we'll get more of that real-time engagement over time. Um, yeah, I think so. It's Threads is already up to about 100 million active users. Yeah, that's what they is, said at the meta results, wasn't it? It was in that range. Yeah. 
and uh, and that's really impressive for a uh, uh, social media platform that's this young. So it, it'll come. I think the numbers, right, and obviously it took huge, had the huge advantage of having the beast of Meta and the back, the link to Instagram behind Threads. Oh, and absolutely! Like, basically, if you have an Instagram account, you have a Threads account. You just have to press a button. Mm-hmm. Basically, that, that was a really smart move. Really smart. Use their, they had an inbuilt advantage and they absolutely used it. Really cleverly done. Um, I sometimes wonder if Elon Musk is a bit of a a sleeping a sleeper agent for Meta and Instagram and that's because he does stuff and you're just like, why? Why are you helping <laughs> your so the classic one to me and I wrote about this and it's one of the things I want to drill down into was when Elon Musk removed headlines. Twitter removed headlines. We personalize it all, but it was Twitter, the company X, removed headlines from posts. If you share a story, a news article, and I think basically any link, but it's most noticeable in news articles that you might share on X, which is a lot what a lot of people used it for. Mm-hmm. Um, you just see a random picture and no headline. And it looks awful and it's really confusing. And I've noticed a few times people have posted stories to Twitter with their comment and I have absolutely no idea what it's referencing. I don't understand because I cannot see the headline. Mm -hmm. And it's a disastrous, it was a crazy change to make. Meanwhile, Threads Mm -hmm. is working out how to engage journalists. Now, so anyway, we'll come on to what Adam Masseri says about news and creators and stuff in a minute. But what was your take on that change on Twitter? I was baffled. Um, at the okay. same time, I wasn't. Okay. Um, so from my outsider perspective, it looks like like Elon is running the show based on uh, emotional reactions to whatever it is that moment that triggers him in some I way. mean, I would say temper tantrums, but sure. Temper tantrums. Okay. Yes. Uh, what, that's a great way to describe it. Um, uh, but Elon strikes me as the kind of person that is uh, uh, way too certain of his own excellence. Oh, it's very obvious that he's not had people around him for far too long saying no. Uh, right and there's no one at uh at x that can tell him no um at uh at spacex i i really think there's a group of handlers around him that can buffer the the random stuff that he says and uh and filter out what's usable what's not and help Mm -hmm. guide what's what's happening with uh his Tasmanian devil-like chaotic uh, path through mm-hmm. companies, and and it, at but when he bought Twitter, there was no infrastructure in place to essentially babysit someone like him. And so then he blew everything else up. Right. So th- this is what happens when, uh, from my perspective, when you let Elon Musk have complete control over something without anyone there to temper what he's doing yeah i I think that's right but let's we've done plenty of shows and plenty of new lessons on elon musk and twitter and there are plenty of other people who have done that as well so let's focus a bit more on threads Mm -hmm. um 
Adam Masseri, I think, who's the head of Instagram, I think has broadly done a decent job of engaging with people as the platform develops in real time. I agree entirely mm-hmm. with you that they probably pulled the trigger slightly earlier than they wanted to try and take advantage of that moment in Twitter's chaos that they thought they could, and it probably worked. But mm-hmm. the the downside of that is people, there's a lot of early time on threads going, why can't I do this? Why couldn't you do that? Can I have this? Can I have that? Blah, 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 blah. But in just three months, they built a lot of that stuff. And he's been mm-hmm. very prominent to talk about it. Obviously of interest to me and of interest to this show is how that's worked in the journalism and creator landscape. So journalism, first of all, uh, Mosseri has been kind of indifferent, if I'm being generous, about having news on the platform. He's kind of said, it's not that I don't want it, it's just we're not going to actively promote it and make that the whole thing, mm-hmm. which I think is a shame. Obviously, I think it's a shame, but I kind of get it. And we're seeing more and more news content, aren't we, There on there now? Yeah, I'm seeing more news content than I was um, three months now, ago. Sure. Now, is that because news journalists and news organizations are posting more there? Because they've decided this is a thing they need to be on? Or is it just the way the platform's developed, do you think? I, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. The, I think there's an organic growth that's happening. Um and part of it is is also the fact that there are journalists that feel that they need to to be places other than X for a wide range of reasons. Yeah. And and my guess is that if we went and looked at what happens when when a lot of the journalists move from from Twitter we'll see that they show up simultaneously on multiple other platforms. Yes, including uh, of which Threads is one. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But I also suspect social media teams in in newsrooms probably were like at the beginning, let's just see what happens. Let's not spend loads of time on a new thing unless it's going to if it's not going to be a thing. I think it's fair to say now Threads is here to stay. I agree. And I so, think that it will get more uh, support from journalists once there's an API. Interesting. And that may well be right. Um, it will certainly get more uh, support from newsrooms, the people running social media in newsrooms. Yes. And I think says, that's, a, that's a critical step to, to getting yeah. widespread uh, journalist adoption. Because you've got to make it easy for people to post there. Yes. I mean, that's why I'm not posting there all the time, because it's not easy for me to do. Yes, it's not a difficult thing to do. But when you have a whole workflow where you're posting across multiple sites, mm. you need to have as uh, as few hurdles as possible to go over. And right now, there's like one too many hurdles for me to consistently post there. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, if it could work on Buffer, that would make it even easier for me. But the big change for me, the thing that really changed the game for me was when they put it on the web, when threads.net launched and it wasn't just a mobile app because that meant when I was post, say I put out a new newsletter, I could promote it on everything and it was all on the desktop and that was really easy to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a couple of websites I had to go to as opposed to 
all the websites, then getting the link on my phone, posting to threads on my phone, which is like, it's fine, but it's a bit cumbersome. So that to me was a big moment. But yes, if it worked with something like Buffer, that would also be lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. I think another thing that's interesting to watch is creator adoption and the creator economy. Um, now, I've written all sorts of things, and I'm really fascinated in this idea between creators and journalists, the lines between those becoming blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not least because of the kind of stuff I do. And I think in some ways I can cross both of those worlds. I, I don't think a creator is just a young person with a YouTube channel. I agree. I think it could be a 36-year-old who writes <laughs> who writes a newsletter. Well, you're writing a newsletter. That is an act of creation. Right. And Adam Masseri seems to have, he has talked about, if you look at some posts, I tried to find it while you were talking. Um, he has talked about trying to give more support to creators than publishers, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I understand why, if you're Instagram, that's what you care about. I totally get that. But I think with the lines blurring, you have to be a bit careful. And I think those kind of tools can be useful to both. And you just want to be a little bit careful which where you're throwing, which people, which side of the line, and how you're making and why you're making that delineation. I don't really get why you need to be so rigid in that thinking. I have a hypothesis here. Please share. And my hypothesis is that uh, they're taking a page from Apple's book and controlling the narrative. Okay. And and I think right now the capabilities that they have in threads limit its usefulness or functionality for journalists. And uh, and that's not because they don't want to support journalism, but because they can they can only focus on on specific features at any given time. For sure. And we should reiterate how quickly it has rolled out so how like a significant number of features. Yes, and I and I think that uh, when they're ready to roll out, probably an API, they they will be in a place where they can more easily say, and uh, and now we are ready to start supporting journalists. Maybe, I don't quite know what that would look like, but yes, you may well be right. And I don't know what that would look like either, which actually kind of excites me. Because yeah. if it was very obvious what that was going to be, then uh, I, I feel like we would be getting just another clone of other social media platforms. Give me, mm. give me something new and different. Mm. I mean, it's very noticeable that on Threads, they haven't. There's no hashtags. Right. Doesn't it? Like that's just not a thing. But there wasn't on Twitter in the beginning either. There wasn't on Twitter in the beginning, although people used to sort of, people found ways to make that happen, didn't they? Right. And they could do that on threads Before Twitter adopted, properly adopted hashtags, Mm -hmm. like people, like users were finding workarounds. Right. And those same workarounds, uh, generally speaking, will work on threads. Such as? Um. Put hashtags in, and and if you use the search tool, and which is search, a thing that has improved. Yes, it's improved a lot. So now with improvements to the search tool, you can search 
just for hashtags if you want, but but from Thread's perspective, you're just looking for a, a string of text, a word, mm. and it happens to have a pound symbol in it. Yeah. Um, this is one news controversy that we should talk about. I'm not sure if it's slightly overblown. Is stuff around COVID now because Thread is deeply, deeply conscious of spreading disinformation. It has really limited the way you can search for COVID type things on the platform. So in the UK, if I search for the word COVID or long mm -hmm. COVID, I don't get a set of posts as a result. I get a prompt to go to the NHS website. In oh, the let's US, see what I get. you'll get a link to the CDC. Oh, yep. There it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And I assume in other countries you get a similar link to the appropriate authority. Now, I found a way that to go to the next stage and you do see some results, but it's not the same as when you search for any other type of phrase. It just isn't. And there are some people, most notably the author and writer Taylor Lorenz, who've been really, really critical about this. Now, as I say, I'm not sure it's slightly overblown because there are ways to find that information. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're someone that is really interested in that, I'm sure you are capable of finding the right medical posters that you want to follow to find that information. But it does show how Threads is trying to assert some authority on the information environment. It does. And uh, I, I find it to be an interesting choice, the way they're going about this. Um but as I'm saying this, I'm realizing they probably have so many things that they're trying to bring together on this platform right now. They may not have the uh, the infrastructure for threads that would allow them to properly manage and vet a lot of content related to uh, to topics where we're where we are getting a lot of of intentional misinformation. I, I so, absolutely think it's about missing. They don't want to be dealing with misinformation now mm -hmm. of course there are lots of other topics where there is disinformation and the need for vetted information where they don't do that so for example i just put the word israel into the search mm -hmm. and you could there's all sorts obviously there's loads of comment there's loads of misguided information disinformation etc 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 going on in debates about that it's very prominent on twitter but if you put that into threads, you just get a standard search, people sharing links, people sharing comments with that word in it, a standard response to a search query. So it's my point is it's interesting they've chosen that as the thing where they draw the line. Perhaps it's because it was an easy place to put, send to a respectable outside source, i.e. the NHS, the CDC, and so on. Mm -hmm. And while, while you were talking, I decided I should do uh, a thread search on Israel mm -hmm. and a thread search on Palestine. Yeah. Just to see what's showing up. Yep. And now granted, I'm just looking at a bunch of uh of search results. But, but very it, standard search reply, isn't it? For both, yes. Exactly. Yep. So it it is literally only the words COVID, long COVID, things that in that sphere, uh, where they are applying this rule. And I think that's an interesting choice. I can see why it was a easy place to draw a line because there was somewhere outside to send people as i say but mm -hmm. it's an interesting choice that they made i agree very interesting mm. 
Um, I, I'm not saying that conspiratorially, by the way. I genuinely think they were like, we don't want this to be a cesspit of misinformation, anti-vax inf- disinformation, scaremongering. So we're going to send people to like medical authorities. And I can see how that logic worked, particularly in a new setup, new organ- new product. But it's noticeable that's the only place where it happens. Uh, yes, I, I'm doing searches on uh, highly charged terms, yeah, uh, specifically for the United States. Yeah. And I'm seeing all the results that you would expect to see. I would expect to see. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's just an interesting side point to note. I think, uh, where do you think threads will be, let's say, at the end of the year? Where do you think we're heading with it? I think that, um, uh, let's see, we're in October right now. Um, well, it'll oh, be November by the time. November. Yeah, it'll be right. November by the time the show goes out. It's effectively November. We recorded this. Okay, on so basically 30th. two months left. I think that uh, that any uh, improvements we see between now and the end of the year will be minor. Um, mm. I think what we're really going to see is uh, a steady, continued increase in active users. I'm and then the next big change will be next year. I'm wondering if you're right about that. You know, I wonder if they want to end the year with a big bang. We've seen already recently GIFs being introduced, polls being introduced. There's been talks of other features being tested. Mm-hmm. It's in. They're not shy of releasing stuff. So yeah. I wonder if they want to end the year with a big sense of momentum. That will uh, we might have to get you back as we see uh, to uh, work, see that through. See how right or wrong I am. <laughs> well, or right or wrong I am. Let's go back to the creator space. Now, obviously, something by Instagram is going to be interested in creators. By definition, mm-hmm. it has to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, creators, as I said, I was joking at the beginning, but... Sort of not joking as well. We think of it as young, attractive people posting stuff, posting lovely photos on Instagram, clever videos on YouTube, nice stuff on TikTok. Where does a text-based platform go into that? Now, by definition, anyone who is on threads already has an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. So every creator already has one. What's what they gonna what's gonna tempt them in? There are some people that are doing it. So uh Marquez Brownlee, creator I love. Uh, is quite active on threads. Mm-hmm. But others outside the tech space, I'm not sure they are so much. What's going to bring them over? Um, ease of use. E- ease of onboarding. That's what mm-hmm. will bring them over. It, if we're talking about people that are already familiar with uh, with using, say, uh, uh, Twitter sure. or X, um, they're they're already more familiar in with in some cases. Work, in some cases, yeah, working with a text-based thing. So there's that. Uh, but you know, when I scroll through my Threads feed, it's just text and images. It's like e- almost every single post has mm-hmm. a graphic or a video in it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So for I think for a lot of people that transition over isn't going to be a thing about, well, how do I express myself with just words? Mm. It will be what they've already been doing just on a new platform. Yeah, I just wonder why if you're prominent on Instagram and you've 
got a post with a lovely picture and a text caption why you're going to bother posting that also on threads. The other word I'm going to throw out to you about attracting creators is, of course, Jeff Gamet. Say it together. One, two, three, monetization. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Now, just before I um, we hit record on this, I noticed Elon Musk tweeted a update on X Twitter monetization. And basically he said, no, this is very interesting. Posts that get community notes, i.e. the things where people in the community have pointed out normally a factual error, contextual error, so on. Um, they will not longer be, those posts will no longer be eligible for the monetization program that currently is available on Twitter for people that have Twitter blue, X blue, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Interesting. He's just throwing crap at the wall to see what sticks. Right. That's my take. Although if I'm feeling generous and I'm not necessarily inclined to be, but let's go with it. Um, it's not a bad thing to say you've got to be accurate if you want to make money. Sure. But it also obviously leaves uh, certain posts available to trolling where people can set up a community note just to stop you getting money. Mm -hmm. That's always an obvious downside. Which I think will will uh, be a, a real problem. So how does Threads get money to creators? Now, there's no advertising on Threads yet, is there? So my guess is it would have to be the launch of some kind of creator fund? Uh, possibly. Init initially? Um, yeah, my, my take on monetization for, for creators today mm -hmm. on Threads is that it's linking back to their content on Instagram where they're monetizing. Yeah, I just think if people, if Instagram meta, the whole company is serious about threads and getting creators, as we traditionally think of them, onto the platform, they are going to have to think quite seriously about getting money to those people. Because if you're a creator, you only have limited hours in the day and only a limited amount of content you want to post. So, yes, you might link to your latest YouTube video, but that's kind of it, right? You know, if you're mm -hmm. only going to link to things that are already monetized. You're going to spend less time putting original content onto threads if you can't make money from that. And Facebook, Meta, ha all those places under the auspices of Meta do have monetization tools and programs. So mm -hmm. there, there's no necessarily reason why they couldn't do it. Uh, I agree completely. Uh, my guess is that right now they, they're they're having the same conversation you and I are, which is presumably how do you do that in a way that makes sense for Threads? Because Threads has been presented since its launch as a text-based social media platform, right? Same as Twitter. so. So if you're going to monetize, you're probably going to monetize with that as a key element. So how do you do that? Yeah, I, I think, I think in the what we've seen from Thread so far is it kind of dips its toe in the water, doesn't it? And so, to mm -hmm. me, the obvious way to do that is the TikTok style creator fund, where there's a sort of finite amount of money, and it gets whittled down to creators. Now, that's not a great way of building new voices, but it does attract bigger names to your platform because they're the ones that can make money. It does. But now it also raises another question, which is how do you do this 
and continue to differentiate thread from other social media platforms. Mm. If it's going to be another TikTok, I'll just use TikTok. Um, if it's going to be another Instagram, which is basically at this point just another TikTok, why don't I just go yeah. use TikTok? It's gonna I think that's gonna be the really I think news will sort of take care of itself. Journalists will go on there because they get more engagement on there because engagement on Twitter is falling. Newsrooms will realize mm -hmm. they have to be there because there's people on there and people on there are clicking on news links. I think that will sort of take care of itself. There may well eventually be an API, so that makes it easier for app publishers in the ways we've discussed, so on and so on. And so I think that will sort of, at least initially, take care of itself. The creator one, I think, is very interesting because it does ultimately come back to audience and money. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just wrap up by briefly discussing the other alternatives. Uh, the obvious one, the two ones that stick out to me, the, twi the Twitter alternatives are Mastodon and Blue Sky. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a Mastodon account that I barely, barely use. I just, I know you, you're quite a fan, aren't you? And we'll discuss that in a sec. But I've just never committed the time, effort, or seen the return on it. Um, Blue Sky, I do have through Substack the ability to access. I haven't set it up yet. You're using both of those platforms. I am, and um, um, I don't think I will be a long-term Blue Sky user unless something changes with the platform. What 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 are you noticing on there? I've heard lots of people talk it, about that it's quite good for news. It's it's good for news, but it's right. It feels like an echo chamber right now. In mm -hmm. that there there's a, it feels to me like a, a very small subset of social media users. So as long as you're okay interacting in that small group or that that small category, then uh, Blue Sky is fine. Um, it, it just, it isn't clicking for me the way Threads yeah. and Mastodon do. What, uh, what do you think Mastodon's different? What's different about Mastodon for me is that um, um, it has been more welcoming in many ways to to uh, the Twitter refugees, mm -hmm. um, and because it's so open, it's very easy to to work with, and uh, uh, and the problems that they had early on with uh, with onboarding, a lot of that's been resolved. So it's much easier. Yeah, I found it. To get people I think. On board. I think you had to sit with me with a screen share and actually help me add to my, like join master because I found it such a pain. Right. And and that's a bad way to have to join a social uh, media platform. I mean, uh, let me put it this way. If someone like me, pretty tech savvy by most standards, can't be bothered with it, normal person ain't being bothered with it. I, I agree. And that, that to me is ultimately the biggest uh, uh, obstacle for Mastodon to yeah. overcome. And it's a problem that I don't think Threads will have. I was going to say, to wrap up this conversation, almost like we planned it, Threads has is the complete antithesis of that, isn't it? Because it's about, what was it, two or three touches from your Instagram account. Like You don't even need to create a new login. Right. It was just super easy. Threads completely counteracted that very interesting to watch jeff such 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 a pleasure to have you back on the show where can people keep up with you uh, well i think we've just spent the last what half hour 
telling people <laughs> yeah. exactly where they can find me. Yeah, but just find Jake Abbott on any of the platforms we've discussed. Yes, most active right now on Instagram, Mastodon, and I'm working on becoming more active on threads. Yes, uh, and of course, you are with my old pal, Brian Chaffin, on the Context Machine podcast as well. Yes, and we have so much fun doing that. Um, so oh, I also uh, do Mac Voices Live with our good friend, Chuck Joyner. Very good friend. Make sure you check out the latest TV Plus episode. By the way, that is so cool that you two teamed up for that. Oh, it, you know, it's a great get show. Get the dream team back together. Get the dream team back together. Right. Um, let's see. What else am I doing? Oh, uh, Your Neck of the Woods, British yes. Tech Network. Um, I am the interim host on the Big Show and the Mac Show. The and... interim period seems to have lasted quite a long time, but it's very good you're there. And um, one day I'm going to organize either my Thursday or the Friday to be back with you because I miss doing it. Um, you know, Jeff, you are welcome anytime. Well, it's always such a pleasure to be podcasting with you. Um, I'm at Charlotte A. Henry or at Charlotte A. Henry on any of the platforms we've discussed. If you're listening, I hope you know about theedition.net or newsletter.theedition.net where you can directly sign up for the newsletter. I will particularly love you if you take out a paid subscription and I will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.